0: Hey, this is Tanner with Source, and you're listening to Epitome of Stupidity.
1: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Hi, welcome to episode sixty-one of *Pity My Stupidity*, uh, some strange-ass metal podcast. Uh, Background, allegedly source, source S O R X E. -E. Yes, Um, and their song "The Arc Burner,"
2: title track off their new album via Prosthetic, out now. We're going to get into this a little bit later, but if you want like a fucking metal Pink Floyd,
1: we may have gold for you, Jerry. Uh, you know, it's known, if you listen to the show, that Brian doesn't care much for long songs. Brian likes this stuff for whatever that means to anyone who cares. It's good.
2: I don't care, Brian. And I tell it you.
1: It's just good. And I I, don't, I tell you otherwise. I don't give a fuck that he's coming up on the show. <laughs> if it's not good, <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to tell you. trying
2: to be a fucking fake tough guy.
1: No, <laughs> it is good. It is good.
2: Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like I said, the, their new album, The Arc Burner, is out now via prosthetic. Check it out anywhere you can. It is...
1: Uh, okay, we'll plug that later. Good. <laughs> Brian. What am I listening to? What have you been listening to? No one fucking cares, and I'll say it every damn show, but I'll tell you.
2: I don't care. This is my personal... Right, I fun. know.
1: Um, Deftones, specifically, Around the Fur. I listened to Ginger a few times. I listened to... Um, actually listened to Source, which is strange and there's a couple other things. Why would you say it's strange after you just went out of your way to... Because anyways. I don't listen to everybody that we talk to, but uh, uh, there was something else, but I'll remember it when you're talking, rambling on about what you want to talk about. Okay. Of, oh, of course, typo. Who didn't listen to typo the past
2: two weeks? And if you didn't, you did it wrong. Yeah. Uh, I also listened to typo because, duh. Uh, I, However long ago... Oh, my God. I'm ashamed to admit this. However long ago, there were all the posts going around about the whateverth anniversary of Korn's initial album. And I thought, you know what? It's probably been five or ten years since I've turned that damn thing on. I should probably listen to it. And it's been in the back of my mind for X amount of time now. And I finally did the other day. And I even had to text my buddy Brian about it because... I listen to
1: it annually.
2: I'll be damned if I didn't enjoy essentially every second of it. I got like four minutes into daddy and had to shut it down. But outside of that, fuck, I enjoyed that. Um, it takes you back, man. It, I don't know about that so much as it's just, it's just timeless. Honestly, good. Uh, I got into a little bit of rage here recently because apparently they're getting back together and an election year after all this stuff. I can't imagine that they'll have anything to say, mm, God <laughs> uh I checked out the new Desert Sessions album, uh and we'll be doing more so uh along with the new year of the cobra we'll talk We'll talk new stuff here in a minute. uh did a lot of torch, also did a little bit of Pink Floyd, and uh
1: I also have
2: listened to some source. Would you like to make the dialing random numbers
1: sound? And no. And will
2: forward this.
1: I want to play a commercial first. Okay. A commercial for? Sonic Temple. <gasps> Gasp? <laughs> the world's biggest band is
2: coming
3: twice. Metallica. Headlining the Sonic Temple Arts and Music Festival. Two different nights, two different sets.
1: The weekend of May 15th through 17th.
3: Go to SonicTempleFestival.com for information. Tickets on sale Monday, October 14th. The one, the only, Metallica. Go to SonicTempleFestival.com. All
1: right, so now extra gas. we're going to call Tanner from Source. If we hadn't said it 19 times, there's number 20. Source
2: Ring. Okay, and we got him on the phone with us now. Is Tanner of Source? Tanner, how are you this Saturday morning?
0: Hey guys, doing great. And if you remember from last a episode, day out here in um, Arizona, is it hot? No. <laughs> it's cool it's it's like the perfect time of year right now that's that's this is why we live here nice uh, after you go after you go through blazing hot inferno of a summer usually around halloween it cools down and um you know gets into the the lowest low 80s into the 70s and it's just perfect <laughs> from now until about you know the end of may
1: well we're in like what 34 yeah so we're we're cooler than you. And if you add, like, six
2: <laughs> degrees to it, I'd call it perfect. So I
1: guess it's their own. So if whoever listened to the last show, this is the band that we had no idea how to pronounce their name. Spelled. And did it very wrongly. And he was polite enough to correct us. It is pronounced source, even though it is spelled with an X-E on the end. Um, let's go ahead and just talk about that a little bit, the name of the band.
0: Sure. Um, well, I mean, the band formed back in uh, 2012, and... Um, you know whenever you have to start a new band and and throw around a bunch of names it's it's uh anyone in a band can you know attest to that's kind of a nightmare, you know, especially if there's you know four or five people involved trying to figure out a name um in this case anyhow, it was just myself and Shane uh drummer um at this point when we started the band so um I actually had that that name kind of tucked away I had it. Um, uh, I had the domain registered and um, I just kind of liked the way it sounded and the way it looked and I was thinking about doing like a kind of electronic project <clears throat> at the time I was like messing around with a lot of electronic stuff and Ableton and this and that so um, we were throwing around names and nothing was really sticking or most of the names that we were throwing around were already taken by like S- Possibly some- defunct black metal band. Right. You know? So um, I threw that out and Shane liked it. So we were like, done. That's, S- That's the name. Did you know?
1: essentially make it up with the spelling and all that?
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I just, <clears throat> you know, I was, I'm like super into improv and, and uh, there's times when you're, when you're jamming, you know, there's a, there's this like thing that happens when you're improving with, certain musicians like where you kind of channel the music and the energy kind of just like flows through you so that was kind of my thought process behind it it was like the source of creative energy but i didn't want to spell it traditionally because uh. it looks stupid and i didn't <laughs> want to the next it does cool be. yeah i Do guess it. there's actually a band in colorado that is called source that i recently discovered or found out about like about a year ago that just spells it the regular way
1: Bullet dodged. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we were in a band as well. We had that. That was a whole fucking ordeal. Yeah. Naming our band. I do
2: not miss those text messages. I
1: ended up just saying, you know what? This is what it is. Let's move forward.
0: Goodbye. But, uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, um, naming a band can be a complete battle. Yeah. It's one of the uh, worst parts of being in a band. It's usually whoever gives up is, you know, the person. Wins is the one that doesn't give up.
2: <laughs> That's a pretty good way of putting it, especially after you know Brian's summation of our thing. It's just, man, I'm tired of talking about it. Whatever the next word is said is is the <laughs> fucking weird. name of the band.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> so Tanner plays the guitar yeah. and lead vocals, correct? Yeah, but yeah, and some synth. What is also interesting is you have two basses, two bassists.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've been no longer. Is that the case?
1: Right. I was. I've made a note to ask you about
2: that because all the pictures for the new album, it's just three of you. But there's always been. You know what? It'd probably be easier to let you talk about it, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, um, you know, like I said back in 2012, when we when we formed the band, it was just Shane and myself. And then um, <clears throat> I've told this story, you know, plenty of times. But I'm happy to, you know, share it with you guys again. Um, basically. Uh, you know, we were looking for a bass player. We wanted to add some low end. We didn't just want to be a two piece. I didn't think we could accomplish what I wanted to do, um, with just two of us trying to sample stuff and whatever. So, um, Shane knew, um, a guy and I knew a guy and we, uh, tried both of them out and, uh, they were both awesome and we didn't want to like say no to either one. So (laughs) I was just like, let's do two bases. Let's try that out. So fast forward, you know, to, um, I don't know, mid-summer. And uh, uh, Christopher Coons, he, uh, he, um, Roger, the first bass player, along with Coons, uh, Roger left the band, uh, I can't even remember what year it was, but uh, we've we've had uh, Jonathan uh, Portnoy playing bass after Roger for years. And uh, he adds a whole different um style to his bass playing, which is super awesome and he's originally a guitar player, and then um chris he uh he does all this like synthy bass stuff um which you can hear all over the new album um you know kind of really found his sound on this on this latest release i think and uh but you know long story short, he decided to leave the band for for personal you know reasons and family reasons and whatnot so we're now we're now um uh still a four piece but we're transitioning to a uh second guitar player instead so we're no longer two bases we're going with uh more traditional sound yeah two guitars one bass drummer
2: nice that um let you know since it came up there let's go ahead and talk about that new album uh the Arc Burner, which was the song that we use as the intro and the outro for the show here today. Uh I know that you guys are I guess famous for taking a while to flesh out songs and make sure everything's just right. You wanna tell us a little bit more about that process?
0: Yeah, sure, man. Um Yeah, like like I said, like um I love improving and and uh, usually when I when I'm like looking for musicians to jam with, it's gotta be like people that can improv because I'm not, I'm not the type of musician that really sits down at home and just writes out a bunch of music and brings it, you know, to other, other people and says, Hey, play this, you know, here's a whole song done. I like, I like the collective process of feeding off of other people in the band and everyone getting to kind of write their own parts and, that's what we do we usually we usually just improv you know when we're in like a writing mode um we'll just go down to our studio and i've got like you know six mics on the kit and everything's mic'd up you know going through ableton or pro tools you know we're we're usually tracking like eight or ten tracks um when we're just jamming and we'll we'll usually start off practice by like just doing an improv or something and then that'll get recorded as soon as it starts to sound cool i'll hit. The record button try to capture it and then uh you know some of those recordings are just on my hard drive and you know a lot of you know, no one else in the band has even heard them and then some of them i'll uh take the time to mix down <clears throat> excuse me got a little bit of sore throat here and um i'll mix them down and then shoot them into dropbox and everyone in the band will kind of listen to them and you know if there's any certain improv that Kind of resonates with everyone more so than others. Then we'll kind of lean towards starting to flesh out that material and turn it into songs. Sometimes, like we we'll use just bits and pieces of an improv, and some some improvs are like so spot on and perfect that we just recreate the whole improv and turn it into a song. For instance, um there's an instrumental track on the Arc Burner called uh, "Full Transmission," and that was a little melody that um, Christopher Coons had and um, we, we started jamming that and, you know, you could put it side by side with the improv and, you know, for about the first six or seven minutes of the song, there's, it's pretty much identical to the improv. So pretty cool to kind of try to re relearn the stuff that you've just pulled out of the ether, you know, (laughs) right. Just, it just comes to us and then we just, usually it's me like being like oh i got i got to get Shane to play that drum part exactly the way he played it on one It's so cool you know or you know showing the guys like soloing the tracks and being like dude check out what you were doing this is rad play it like this you know so we we kind of all relearn stuff but then we add to it and and morph it and then you know there's other songs that come together faster um like um I think Exiled came together pretty quick. You know, we, we jammed that. That was kind of an improv, but that came together relatively quickly. Dependence Day, um, that was pretty much an improv. Um, uh, A Negative Exorcism, that was an improv.
1: Coming up later in the show.
0: Yes. Um, the Art Burner title track, That that was the song we had to work over the last, like, basically the whole existence of the band. <clears throat> really um yeah yeah we there's there's parts from the art burner that go all the way back to the first year of the band you know so and then there's a lot a lot a lot of like tweaking and new stuff because you know just over the course of years we jam it and we're like oh you know let's shelve that come back to it And then things change and then we add stuff and then we shelve it and then we come back to it and then it was finally ready for by this album so I was super. We we were all super stoked to get that one done, and that's you know kind of why the album turned out to be called that, because it was just a working title. And then we kind of wrote tunes, came up with the, uh, the art for it, and that kind of. I didn't even have lyrics, so we just kind of went off of kind of some themes that were going around, and and then I wrote the lyrics like towards the end of the recording cycle, and it all came together. So there, there, that's that's kind of our general process at least for the last couple albums
2: that uh that, that's it's really interesting that the title track there came came along like that you know from what 2012 till now and i mean it's sure it's what close to 15 minutes of fucking badassery
0: yeah a little over 13 minutes
2: yeah it's uh it i guess if it's gonna take seven years to put together and finalize it it should be a good 13 14 minutes, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, we're all like I mean, especially like myself and and Chris, we were both like super huge um Pink Floyd fans, you know. So I was I kept thinking like this song was kind of like a nod to Pink Floyd, you know, like the the mid 70s Pink Floyd, like the Metal Animals, Wish You Were Here era of Floyd. Right? So you know, there's like all these peaks and valleys and stuff like that in it. So it's it's, it's fun.
2: Yeah, like a like a fucking metal shine on you crazy diamond.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I, I love that album. You know, and uh, live at Pompeii. You know, just just that video. When I first saw that, I was like blown away. My friends all in high school. My friends all loved Floyd, and I was like, I think Floyd sucks. <laughs> <clears throat> you know. <clears throat> they were listening to uh, the Division Bell and the stuff without Roger Waters, right? And I just thought it sounded kind of like elevator rock, and I I wasn't into it. I was really into like death metal, closed minded. <clears throat> Fast forward, you know, into my twenties and into my thirties, and you know, you start to understand why Pink Floyd resonates with people, and you know, um, I was you know stupid kid thought they were thought they were lame. but (laughs) you you came around (laughs) live at pompeii and that that changed my outlook
1: better late than never right when it comes to floyd i uh
2: i did you ever i guess uh did you ever end up coming around to the stuff without roger
0: you know like i should probably like dive into it i've just never taken the time to like put headphones on and just like listen to those albums
4: so, I just you know, it,
0: maybe I'll, maybe I'll wait till I'm like in my fifties and then I'll get into right. it. Right. Take so, it a decade at a time. Something
1: to look forward to there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so much music to try to absorb. So I, I just, you know, you gotta, you gotta pick and choose kind of what you want to devote your time to, you know, to listen to. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Especially this, these days. Um, because you mentioned it there briefly a minute ago and because it's really cool, I'd like to come back to the album art that Christopher Coons came up with. Uh, do you have any insight on that? It's.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I don't know exactly. I I know he, I know he had an idea and, um, it was based off that, that working title. And like kind of the process for the art is we just kind of like let him do his thing. And, um, he would send us like a couple ideas and then I would like shoot my input into it. Hey, try this. Or what if we had this, you know, but you know, it was basically him just kind of going for it. And then, uh, you know, me kind of like saying, Hey, let's, let's put a border around it or, Hey, let's, uh, let's put a, like some sort of like vortex black hole into it. And then he'd come back with something else and they're like, damn, that's, that's rad. And he was, he's really into like geometry and, sacred geometry and all the, you know, all the, all that stuff. So he kind of added that. And then, um, I don't know if you guys have the record or whatever, but the back panel, um, there's a really cool image that we wanted to use, which is, uh, something that Shane's mom, uh, Shane, the drummer, his his mom took in Paris, she took that photo, um, just walking down the street and then, like, I think it was like the seventies or something
2: nice oh yeah no i don't actually have a physical copy yet but uh i will be getting one shortly and i'm looking forward to that picture now (laughs) i don't know that i've ever said that before
1: Uh,
0: i can't find it on the internet cool man yeah there's there's i'll have to say too like there's some easter eggs you know hidden throughout the art that i'm curious if anybody will ever pick up on it but i don't want to like give anything away right find out if people see stuff you know it's it's I don't know. It's just, it's just cool, man. Like to have actual physical, you know, vinyl in your hands and yeah, be able to look at the, the album art and, you know, I think that's kind of got lost for a while and it's cool that vinyl has a resurgence coming back and people are getting into it again. And uh, I mean, it's been going, it's been going up for a while. So we didn't even do CDs, you know, uh, our label didn't want to um, do CDs this run, which I don't blame them. I, I think CDs are dumb, you know? But um, we got you know digital copies. We actually printed up a bunch of uh, like CD type sleeves, and we put a a little digital download inside those that we're going to bring out on tour. So if people want just the download, you know, if people come up to us and say, "Hey, you got any CDs?" We'll say, "No, but here's here's the art along here's, with the yeah, here's download the booklet ah, and yeah, burn your own CD if you want." Yeah, that's you know?
1: cool. What are, what are those? What's those three little hash marks on the right side of the, the cover?
0: Um, that's just three. is our third album.
4: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow. And for a while, we were going to just call it Source 3. Um, so we left it.
2: You guys, th- this is something that we're currently going through, so we're interested, A, in the conversation here for the podcast, and B, personally for our stuff. You guys self-recorded this. Was that, uh, how much of a headache was that, or was it not?
0: <laughs> um, actually. It wasn't a headache. Um, Luckily, like, you know, I've, well, there was, there was ups and downs. So I've never gone into a studio and tracked before, but I've, I've had, I've done like countless recordings, you know, just with my mobile setup. You know, like I said, we're always recording our practices and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we worked at a studio called STEM recording in Paradise Valley here you know, which is kind of like on the border of Phoenix and Scottsdale. But like actually like a really, like one of the most nicest neighborhoods in the Phoenix area. You know, really rich, you know, you know, huge, giant homes, real pretty up in the mountains, kind of like Camelback Mountain. Nice. Um, And there's this guy named Curtis, who's a super, super nice guy. He uh, runs a studio out of his house in Paradise Valley. So... We tracked um, with Matt Bayless there on Matter and Void, the previous album. Yeah. So we did, you know, all the drums there for the previous album. And then we moved to my other buddy, uh, Byron Filson's studio, Dylan Recordings, who's done, you know, he did like the most recent Spirit Adrift there. Um, oh, cool. And uh, he's got his own home recording too. But for this, for this recording, we were like, you know what, like, we can't really afford to um, pay Matt to come in and track us. And I was like, well, I, I'm pretty confident I know how to track us. You know, tracking is easy. Yeah. Cap- capturing the music is easy. Um, so we had Matt just mix it for us and we just went into STEM and, and I tracked all the, the drums. And then, you know, we spent two days doing all the drums with Shane and we all played along with him, but just went to scratch tracks. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I don't know how to use a console. I don't know how to use a patch bay. Um, so I, I kind of like shied away from that. So I just set up in the, uh, the tracking room with my rig, which is basically like, you know, some universal audio Apollo gear. Yeah. And, uh, we all tracked in the same room and got the drum tracks and, um, and then we took our time, which is kind of the reason we wanted to do it like that. So we, we took like, you know, another month and a half to do all the, bass and the the two basses and the guitar and that stuff we we did that down at our studio in phoenix and um and then you know the vocals and stuff i just did in my bed like in one of my side bedrooms here
1: <laughs> that is cool that is fucking- that, that's similar to the route we're going it's it i mean obviously we've heard your finished product that gives our our minds a little, a little hope that we it might
0: not sound like shit when ours is done. (laughs) Yeah, man, you know, like if you can do it, you can save a ton of money. And then just, I would just say, you know, have somebody else mix it. Like that's the one thing that I've learned is like, don't try to, I don't like mixing. No, I don't mind doing it just for like demos and stuff, but it's good to have an outside ear, you know, to be like, here's what I think it should sound like. And someone you trust. And we, we totally trust Matt Bayless. And obviously like, you know, with his, you know, his, uh, resume. I mean, the guy I worked on Russian like, circles, Soundgarden for, for Christ's sake.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> can't, uh, can't fucking argue with that. Um, so with you guys' songs and the, uh, the way that you put them together with the improvisation and the, the duration of time it typically takes for you to, sort through everything it says
1: it took four years to record this latest album
2: how do you end up deciding i guess how do you end up deciding when a song is done and then the order of the songs on the album is a, a question that comes to mind here with something of this size
0: um i mean like it, it's just a feeling you know like for instance like like i said like with uh, certain songs like dependence day um being in pretty much improv we just we just kind of like learn relearn the whole thing and you know there's certain parts times when you're improving when like things just like fall apart so you, you fall apart and then you come back together and sometimes there's like a lot of happy accidents which you try to recreate and you never fully recreate those things but um you kind of know like just oh this song feels like it's it's got a beginning and a middle and an end and um, with other songs, like for instance, Wondering If I Exist, um, that song had been kind of rolling around since before Matter and Void, but just the first half of it, um, you can hear a shift in the song. There's, there's a section towards the middle where it just like changes time signature and it changes tempo. And basically like, um, we were just st- stumped on that song. You know, we were like, where's this going? You know, like there's no. There's nowhere for this to go. It just keeps repeating and it needs to go somewhere. And um, I think we did a, we started doing some improvs after we got back from our last tour a little over a year ago. Um, And we were listening to an improv and I was like, what if we just take this badass section of this new improv and just insert it right here, right at the end. So we just basically like, Copied and paste and stitched it together and and tried it out and it was it just sounded rad so you know it, sometimes it just it's more of a, it's just a vibe and a feeling and if something doesn't feel right you know then the song's not done and if it feels right then it's done that's all i can really attest to it, it that's no really other way of putting it yeah that's the
1: same answer we've got no in the past the same question is right. you just know <laughs> it uh
2: We're always looking for some kind of scientific way so that we can kind of solve our own equations, but it it doesn't seem to happen like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you know, like every, I think every, you know, like a lot of people have different methods for writing, but like I said, I'm not really, I don't really know how to write songs, man. Like, I just know how to jam. (laughs) When when something feels good, then I'm 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 into it you know and uh oh yeah i think i think the rest of the guys in the band are the same way like that's kind of where, where we all kind of mesh none of us are like really super schooled on like oh let's do this for 20 bars and then let's <laughs> you know then let's uh change key here and let's go right and right a right lydian right. minor you know thing well, none of us do that we just kind of like play and then we just listen do you use any theory What's that? Do
4: you use any music theory at all?
0: I mean, I took some music theory um back when I was like in my late teens, early 20s, um but I just I the very minimal stuff and really the, all that translated to me was to understand the keyboard a little <laughs> bit better. Okay. Um but no, yeah, we don't we don't use any music theory in this band. So <laughs> I like to hear. That's I mean, little maybe, little maybe like it's just subliminally coming out, but Yeah. For the most part, none of us, none, no one in the band really has the language capabilities of, like, explaining it without, like, confusing each other. So we just more talk about, like, <laughs> let's try that part or let's more of like, a visual thing. Yeah, you know, that section where it kind of, like, sounds like. The wah, 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 wah part. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, like, scatting and, like, <laughs> that, that that part that sounds like uh, some dude's walking down to the desert. With um Peyote and and uh you know. uh, Oh you mean the you mean the four minute mark, yeah. (laughs) Four minute mark. (laughs)
4: Yeah. So
2: we've we've I I really uh love and am at, at least a little bit envious of the whole idea of the uh improv the improv thing, man. I can't that just fucking blows my mind. I can't anyways, we'll we'll talk about that later uh what about the cool. lyrics i assume all the lyrics are you yeah yeah i, I do all the lyrics any Correct. themes or anything you want to enlighten us on
0: oh i don't know i mean there you know lyric, I, all i could say is like i don't like to get into like the lyrics too much because i don't even understand most of the lyrics myself very well um fair enough but i i find that like I've been listening to, um, you guys ever listened to the vinyl guide podcast? No. I discovered it like about a month or two ago and I've just been like tearing through like episode after episode. It's, it's really good podcast for vinyl people and just music lovers in general. Um, this guy named Nate Goyer does it. And, uh, he's interviewed like, you know, hundreds of dudes and, um, one of the most recent episodes is with uh Michael Jira of Swans. Oh yeah? But a lot of a lot of people have kind of the same um approach that I do, so I feel like validated in that. But like I'm kind of doing I like listen to it and I'm like, oh Michael Jira does it the same way that I do it, or I do it the same way he does it, you know. So like it's like, oh cool. But like the lyrics come last for me. I don't I don't ever like I kind of dread writing lyrics. You yeah. know, the music comes first. I'm like, oh, I got to put some lyrics to all this mumbling and yells that I've been doing over the songs <laughs> for the last two years, you know?
4: Right.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the lyrics like flesh themselves out. It's it's another it's another weird thing, man. It's like you kind of like write down some ideas and concepts, and then the the ideas start to kind of like present themselves as you're you're getting more into it and then it kind of just writes itself and then you start to make sense of what you're writing about so it's kind of like a subconscious thing for me it's just like you know and I, i also try to um make some of the words that i put into the lyrics like sound the same way as how i've been like mumbling them out you know like oh i really like the this section of the song with this certain vowel sound you know so we'll just try to like insert lyrics in there that sound like that and then it kind of just writes itself and you're like oh cool this song's about this now i didn't even realize (laughs) that
2: right it's a i'm finding out what i'm writing about as i'm writing it
0: yeah and in in that podcast uh michael jira said the same thing so i was like oh cool he does it like that you know
2: Okay, well, I suppose the, uh, the Swans reference there uh, lends itself to us asking about your influences and the influences on the band to get sourced to where they are now, outside of the previously referenced Floyd, obviously.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I know, like, Shane and Jonathan are huge Melvins fans. I-, I love the Melvins, too. I mean, you kind of have to, like, I don't know. Right. Anybody that prerequisite type thing. Doesn't play. like the Melvins, but... um. I know when they were starting out their career, like they weren't like they were kind of ahead of their time and people didn't really get it. So they were kind of an obs- they're still obscure. But yeah, there's there's a huge Melvin's influence between those two guys. Shane loves Helmet. He like grew up with listening to Helmet. Um, I never cared for Helmet, but I love John Stenier and the work he did with Mike Patton and Tomahawk
2: dude i think that's only like the second or third tomahawk reference on the stupid podcast i also love fucking tomahawk
0: yeah man i mean anything mike Patton does like i'm i'm obviously a huge fan of mike Patton. you can hear it in the way i approach the vocals and stuff and you know like anything he does really is i just think the guy's like a vision. you know just he's he's like the most one of the most innovative musicians of our time you know
4: yeah for sure
0: um Obviously, there's like, you know, Shane and I are huge Neurosis fans, and like, <laughs> I I discovered Neurosis like back in like '95, I think, through Silver and Blood, and I was like, I really got into Souls at Zero, and you know, they just like pretty much just devastated me. Like when I first saw them live, I was like, I know like everyone will say that, but like back then on the Times of Grace tour, yeah, you know, it's like. It's like watching like a volcano erupt in front of you, dude. It's like, how? how there's like so much power, and like I've never seen any band do that, you know. So, it's pretty inspiring. Um. Uh, I know, like, Coons, like, he he like loves like stuff like Tool and Primus, and um, um, he's into all these bands that like I've never heard of, and then he would show them to me and I'd be like, "Oh, that's cool," you know. And it's like everyone kind of. Discover stuff through each other. Right. um You know, swans, like I didn't even know that they existed until like maybe three or four years ago. My buddy Marcus, um, he plays drums in Spirit Adrift and Goya. He he turned me on to them and he's like, you, You'd like these guys because they just never release. They like, they never climax. They just keep building and building and building and building and building. And they, it's really uncomfortable and i and i like that repetitive kind of like just layering and never never giving the listener any sort of satisfaction with some sort of release you know
2: that's a uh, yeah that, that's a weird way that's a i've never thought about it like that that's uh that's a good good way to think about it
0: there's there's so much you know like i i grew up listening to like like i said when i was li- like listening to like When my friends were all listening to classic rock and trying to turn me on to Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix and Pink Floyd and you know Koreans Clearwater and stuff, I was like, "That that stuff sucks, man!" Like, I I I love it all now, but back then all I wanted to listen to was Slayer and Sepultura, Pantera, you know, like just the just the like big heavyweight bands. And then I started discovering like Florida Death Metal and Morbid Angel and Obituary and Death and you know, I was just trying to play all that, like learn how to play all that stuff on guitar, and like got my chops like super shreddy. You know, right? And I was playing fast death metal, and all I cared about was playing fast. And then, you know, discovering a band like Neurosis, then I was like, it blew my mind apart because I was like, oh, you don't have to play fast; you can play. Yeah, fast doesn't go, like, exactly you can go eight equal heavy. Without having the vocals come in, you know. Oh, you know, like you just learn from like. Your influences, I guess, you know. Right.
1: So Clint is now in love with you, um, just so you know. But uh on to something neurosis (laughs) fan. I'm
2: a fucking huge Neurosis fan. What
1: so what's what's coming up for Source? What's uh you doing any touring or what's going on?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um we're actually playing tonight um our record release show at uh the Rebel Lounge, which used to be the old Mason Jar. Awesome, um, you know historic venue in, in Phoenix so we're playing tonight um, with TakeOver and Destroy um, our buddies bands and uh, Sonoran that'll be their first show and um, uh, Hoven Weep so I I actually haven't heard either of those two bands but they're up and coming Phoenix bands so I'm stoked to have them on board um, and then TakeOver and Destroy obviously we played a bunch of shows with them and they're awesome dudes um, yeah, and then we, uh, we head out to, uh, Flagstaff, Salt Lake, Denver, and then we're doing some Texas dates the following week. Um, our tour got kind of blown apart a little bit. We were going to do a full two week run to, up to Chicago and stuff, but, uh, uh, due to circumstances outside of our control, those shows aren't happening anymore, unfortunately. So if anybody's listening in Chicago and, or Lawrence, Kansas or New Orleans Tennessee, we're really sorry, like we really wanted to play those dates, but um we'll have to wait until
1: yeah
0: another time something to look forward um, to, right we got a video coming out um uh there'll be a video coming out for Dependence Day, um probably by the time you guys air this or whatnot uh, it's, it's gonna be next Thursday, which okay. is. I should probably put a date to that.
2: I think the, I think Thursday would be the seventh.
0: Seventh, yeah. So that's coming out on the seventh, November seventh. Uh, yes, for context. Yep. What's that?
2: November seventh for context.
0: November seventh. Yep. So, um, and then uh, you know we'll probably let things kind of s- simmer for the holidays, you is, know, yeah. and um, kind of regroup and then. And then we're gonna start putting together a West Coast tour for um,
1: 2020. Boo! Oh wait, sorry. That's just my personal. <laughs> Where are you guys?
2: We're in Ohio.
0: Yeah. Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So, um, man, I don't know when we're gonna get out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you know, should that ever happen, obviously we're looking forward to it. We're and
1: gonna come to you. We're gonna bring our band out to Phoenix and just come to you.
0: This get is that. never gonna happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But, yeah, uh, come
0: out here and we'll we'll play a show. What's what's your band called?
1: Insidient. Insidious. Insidious. Insidient. I S. Wait, I-N-N... No, no. Yeah, I N. You S-
2: spell your fucking name, Brian. I N
1: S I D I A N T. Insidious. Yeah. Insidious. Okay.
0: Yeah, and come on out. Let's do it. There's a band coming out. Actually, you asked like what we have coming up, so we also have some shows coming up. Uh, let me see. January, New Year's, or 2020. There's a band from China that hit us up. They're called Alpaca. Alpaca. Never heard of them before, uh, but uh, um, they wanted us to do a full tour run with them, but uh, we couldn't do it. But um, we're gonna play a show with them at the Yucca Tap Room in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, so they're coming here. Uh, that's gonna be the 28th, Tuesday, the 28th of January. Nice. Twenty twenty. Oh yeah. And then um we're doing a show uh we're headlining the Planet Mammoth Fest. Um uh, first year this festival is happening also at Yucca Tap Room in Tempe, February twenty second, twenty twenty. And that's gonna be just a slew of it's gonna be a two day festival, a slew of uh like Doom, Stone or Sludge bands in Arizona.
4: That
2: sounds like
1: we don't have anything
0: cool like that.
2: Here. No, yeah, that sounds like an entire that sounds like too much fun is
1: what it ends up being <laughs> Let, let's, uh, yeah, let's uh, yeah
0: that's being run by um, our buddy Chris he runs a, a podcast called Doom Tomb podcast Doom Tomb nice and uh, he's putting on that show so that should be cool that's first we, year we so put on the show. you know Yucca's a tiny little club but pretty much anybody who's played in a rock or metal band and come through Phoenix at one point or another has probably played Yucca Taproom
4: hell yeah You say that's in February?
0: Yeah, that's February 22nd, Saturday. That's the day we're playing. Gotcha.
2: Well, man, it's been uh, an enlightening conversation with you this morning, and we are going to try to completely ruin that here over the next couple minutes. We'll do a quick, uh, goofy... Rapid fire? Rapid fire. I completely (laughs) forgot those two words in conjunction with each other, and then we'll get you out of here on our usual uh, exit question. Uh, Are you ready for a slew of stupid questions, Tanner, of source?
0: Yeah, man. Fire him away. All
1: right. Two options here. And Clint normally will let you know if you're wrong or right. Sometimes he shuts up. Sometimes he doesn't. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Coffee or tea? Coffee. Right. (laughs) Toilet paper, under or over? Over. Right. I don't care. (laughs) Beatles or Stones? Beatles. Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. Hammett or Hetfield? Hetfield. Beer or liquor? Beer. Yeah. (laughs) That's what Clint's passionate about, his beer. Um, The woods or the ocean? Woods. Fall or spring? Fall. The heavy hitter here. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. (laughs) Sausage links or patties? All of it. (laughs) (laughs) All the sausages. That's the first time we've got that one.: It is
2: That <laughs> might be the actual right answer.
1: <laughs> all right, Clint, you're up.:
2: Okay, man. Again, been a lot of fun having you on. We uh, uh, I'm Brian and I are going to have a longer conversation about the improvisational thing afterwards, but uh, it's just really cool the way you guys do all that. But in an effort to get you onto your Saturday and off the phone with our goofy asses, we are going to get you out of here on the tropiest of tropy questions. You, Tanner, are going to get shipped off to an island and you get one album to take with you. What is that album going to be?
0: <laughs> Damn. Um, that's going to... Oh, man, that's that's changed over the years, obviously, but it's got to be something that you won't ever get sick of hearing because, you know, that's all you got. I'm, I'm going to have to say Faith No More Angel Dust, man. Ooh.
1: That's the first. Yeah.
0: Very nice. Very nice. You
2: do like your Mike Patton, don't you?
0: Well, that album has like a little bit of everything. It's got, it's got, you know, heavy songs. It's got cowboy songs. It's got, uh, you know, movie soundtrack ballads. It's got kind of circus mayhem, um, and just badass, you know, sing along tunes. And it's been one of my favorite ever since I heard it. And, uh, I just never get sick of it, so I think I could, I think I could last with that.
2: I I certainly wouldn't waste any time arguing with it. That's a fucking fine album for sure. Oh, yeah! But uh, yeah, man. Thanks a lot for your time this morning. Uh, we'll let you get on to your Saturday and uh,
4: have a good one, Tanner. See you, man.
0: All right, man. Nice meeting you guys.
4: Likewise. See, told you it was gonna be good. I don't turn
2: this
1: on me. Just because you were having technical issues before we started, don't turn this on me. I should. Yeah, we should mention that too. Maybe this might sound a little different. Sorry, doing what we can. He's not actually sorry, but we are doing what we can. Yeah. And by we, I mean he. Yeah. Uh.
2: Yeah. That was. I. You know. We. We had the conversation with him off air as well. I, I really enjoy the whole improvisational thing, even though I can't actually wrap my mind around it. Uh. Anybody who knows me knows that. I'm a scheduled out and fucking... Yeah. You like to
1: mostly be given the skeleton anyway and then work your way around.
2: Right, right. I like to... I, I, I do. I do. I love the way that we do things. I like to take it whatever the hell it is that we have. and I mean, there's still songs, some of our oldest fucking songs. Like, there's a part in Dead Inside that I've been messing around with here lately. And that's, to anybody that's hearing this, means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. But... It means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, But... I've got a bunch of reminders here because he uh, he, being Tanner of source said something in the interview there that reminded me of a story that I know that my mom will enjoy. Hi, mom. He got to talking about 90s era uh, Floyd, 80s, 90s era Floyd and telling his friends to fuck off because he was into heavy stuff and all that. And around 94... Pink Floyd was touring for the Division Bell, what would essentially be their last actual tour. And they came here to Columbus, played the, the horseshoe, which holds well over 100,000 people. And my parents, God love them, bought me a ticket. 94, I'd have been some form of teenage asshole. And me, being some form of teenage asshole, said, screw you guys. I don't like your old people music. I'm going to sit around and listen to. I think you've told the story on fucking White Whatever. It's always a good story. <laughs> and uh, that's how and why I've never seen Pink Floyd. That's and, why your parents hate you. And never will see Pink Floyd. And they should for that. Because the next year they did the same thing with the Rolling Stones, and I've still never seen
1: the Stones. You're better off for that. You're for an sure. Idiot. All right, let's get this moving along. Let's here. move it along. Up next is uh, featured band of the week here, Source, with uh, Negative Exorcism. I dig this song, dude. It's kind
2: of like a slow burn into all the heavy goodness.
1: Turn it up. Up there, I, I love that song title. And uh, this break is brought to you by interesting, or maybe not so interesting, facts. Okay, you ready for this one? I'm not. So <laughs> this is so dumb. These are all going to be the dumbest things I can find. That's uh, Johnny Cash's camp was pr- approached to use the song "Ring of Fire" in commercials for hemorrhoid cream, and uh, promptly turned down. <laughs> <laughs> that had EOS written all over it when It does. That.
2: <laughs> if there's ever been anything. Yeah, no. That's it. You know, and you know what? What we're mentioning this, mm-hmm. Stone Temple Pilots should have also said no when approached by Dodge for using <laughs> Interstate Love Song yeah. on their commercials. It, it that makes of... me fucking angry every time.
1: Yeah. All right. On to the next song.
2: On to the next song.
1: That, I, dude, I love this fucking song. Uh, I introduce it, uh, why don't you?
2: Hand of Gold, Man of Stone by Horseburner. They're out touring right now. Check them out. They're probably coming near you. Good stuff. I really enjoy that stuff. Uh Horseburner, Hand of Gold, Man of Stone. Check them out. They're on tour. They just played shows with uh Snow Burial and other bands that I think Costa Casanova, too. Anyways, they uh it's good stuff. All I right. can't wait till they come back to Columbus.
1: They Speaking of a- can't waiting for things. Okay. Can't wait for this game, I'm sure. Can't wait. What's- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, quick little Break here. Give Clint do a band. you already have the band picked out? Yeah. Okay. So the rule is, the game is, give Clint a band. He has to name three songs in five seconds from five the band. Seconds. And five it's going to be a, is... a, I'm going to pick well-known bands when we do this, okay. but um, the one thing you cannot do is name album titles. What if it's a song? No, that's what I'm saying. No self-titled. So bloody kisses doesn't count. Right. You're a dick. That's, that's why the game's fun. Today's band—it starts when I give you the name of the band. Okay.
2: Five seconds is such a short amount of time. That's what makes it fun. Shut up. Hold on. That's up. You're going to pull out a five-second timer?
1: Yes. You're the worst. If you can't name five songs, come on. Do you want to change the name, the number of songs? No. You want to try it? Okay. Wait. How many songs? Five songs or three songs okay. in five seconds?
2: <laughs> I was going to say you just said
1: five. That's a song a <laughs> second. Three songs in five seconds. You ready? Yeah. Death.
2: Peace sells, but no, that's a fucking... Symphony, Foreclosure, Sweating Bullets.
1: Four seconds. He wins.
2: Those are, like,
1: almost in succession. Uh, Architecture (laughs) of
2: Aggression is actually... Symphony's two, Architecture of Aggression's three, Foreclosure's
1: four, Sweating Bullets is five. Those are almost in succession. Even better. All right, next song is... uh, You almost got me with the whole fucking...
2: I'm glad you was very clear about that.
1: (laughs) Next up, we got uh, Solace. Dead Song is Dead Sailors Reprise. Yes,
2: it's, it's the it's mouthful. Closing, this is a premiere, too. They haven't released anything on this. This is just because we're friends with the label, uh, Blues Funeral. Uh, we had Tommy from Solace on when we did our Pink Floyd The Wall Redux show a while back. He's a good dude. Love promoting his stuff. Uh, and they're obviously a good band. He loves his stuff. Right, so here we go.
1: Call dead sailor's
2: and That's a fucking hell of a way to end and out. Al- and a double album, too. I believe it's a double album.
1: This break brought to you by Shameless Plugging, our own shit, Insidient. as a show. Hey, that's us. On Wednesday with a band called American Grim, a national touring act. So check them out if you want to. If you yes. don't want to, you don't have to. No. But it's our show. It's our band. We're going to play a show. Come see us. Yeah. We don't. You don't. But like you okay. haven't. Yeah. So, but next up, Is what we're going to try to do, which should be fairly easy. Is the last song is going to be a local act? Yes, we we're going to try to local to Columbus, Ohio. Yes, or Ohio, or whatever.
2: Well, you know, regional, just our area. We've got a tune from a guy there in Pittsburgh that we're planning on using here soon. Okay, we you
1: know, regionally local. Um, this week's is a decade apart. This week's is a decade apart. They're really local. We've actually shared a stage with them, um, and I went and watched them open for. Wolves at the Gate which Clint loves that band he does not (laughs) and here's their song Hopin' Tomorrow Decade apart. I'm hoping tomorrow. Yes. Uh, next up, real quick, a quick ginger review. Hmm. And he's not talking about telling me about my newest haircut. Nope. Uh, they new. Everyone knows Macro Ginger album Macro, which is kind of like the piggyback to their EP Micro, which uh, I'm going to lead into mine is a lot better than Macro. That, I think we're in agreement on that. Uh, but. Um, it's hard to have this conversation Since we kind of already know what's going on But um, I pro- just I said in the last show Because I saw them recently I like about 50% Of their songs You actually said 60 60% um, Now it maybe goes down to 50 Yeah uh, th- They do some Some good stuff They do some bad stuff um, I will keep on um, Waving their banner Because I love what they're doing Even though I don't get it sometimes You love the singer and, and not I, even love the, the dude's guitar tone and stuff is just, it's all just insanity. I, I love them as a whole, even though sometimes what they do is not filling my hole. And uh, <laughs> she's got a couple holes I'd like to. Uh, yeah,
2: I almost spit my beer out on that.
1: <laughs> but, anyways, this is a short and sweet review. So, what do you think, Clint? I, you
2: know, it's still not my thing. I've tried to come back to it just because I know how much you like it. And I know that it is good. I I know that this is so fucking weird for me because I know that it is good. I know that they're all really great at what they do. I can hear it very clearly. It just, it's, you know, and and I might bring on some shit for this, but they remind me, as I was telling you, they remind me of uh, Animals as Leaders where it's just, it's like I'm showing off how good I am, but I'm not actually putting together a fucking coherent song, in my opinion. Right. and uh I've come back to it a few times, like, as again, as I told you, uh, it bothers me less as background music, because I'm just not paying attention to it, whereas when I'm paying attention to it, I'm trying to sort out all of the, these guys are clearly really good, why are they doing this like this, it doesn't (laughs) seem to be, it's just, it's not. It's not easily digestible, I guess is the way to say it.
1: Which is weird, because you love shit that isn't easily digestible. Right. <laughs> I, I, that's you what don't I like saying. animals as leaders. I, I don't either, but... I I, I I don't think they're... Like I said, I don't think they're at that goobbly-gobbly-gook as animals as, as leaders. I think there's more structure there and things going on. Uh, I mean, they, they only play a, a six-string, and the bassist plays a five-string, so they're not using right. extended range. I mean, his guitar is extended range. It's fan fret and all that stuff, and I think they're tuned to... B or Silver. A or somebody. Yeah. Um, but the, and I watched a recent interview, and the bassist says he gets sort of fancy as he does with the tapping on above the 12th fret because they only have one guitarist, and that's what he does to kind of fill out the lack of having, having another guitar, which I dig it.
2: I don't even think it stands out all that much. I, I don't know. But it's, it's just good, right? I mean, yeah. it's supposed to just well, fill. Just, yeah. yeah.
1: It, when you see him live, you that's when you see all the other notes that he's adding sure, in.
2: Sure, right. You get the visual, and it makes those sounds pop. Um, so, as always, shits. zero being absolute shit, five being, being the, the shit.
1: shit. I want to I wanna maybe revisit this and make it out of ten to make this easier. I don't know. I'm going to give it five I shits. thought that's
2: kind of what the whole point five was.
1: Yeah, I, Three shits. Three? Yeah. Uh, I'll probably do... Two
2: and a quarter. (laughs) Because, I mean, I'm going to come back to it again or two just to see if it ever actually gels for me. Again, there was stuff on the EP
1: that I know I actually liked. Teacher Teacher is a fucking, an ape. Two badass fucking songs. There's not a song comparable. No, nothing.
2: There's nothing. And uh, should be mentioned that um, Silver Tomb put out a new album yesterday, uh, November 1st. It's just good for me. It's You know, I'm not going to waste a lot of time arguing that. There are parts where it's really good. There's parts where it's fine. There are parts where it's somewhere in between. I think Kenny
1: maybe should have tried to vary his vocals a little bit. That's what I was meant by that. It just drones, like every song, he just sounds the same. There's a
2: song towards the end where he actually tries to sing instead of his shrill voice. And it's like, dude, why didn't you mix that in a little bit more? And uh, You're the Cobra, another throwback to our Pink Floyd Redux album. Uh, put out a new album that I'm thoroughly enjoying. Check that out. Uh, Other than that...
1: Source in the background.
2: Source in the background. The Art Burner.
1: Fucking good stuff. I hope you enjoyed the interview. We did. Find all these artists in the links, if you will, and give them a follow.
2: Find, like, and follow them. Find, like, and follow us uh, on all of the uh, social medias, which should be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, All the podcast sites give us a review when
1: and if you can thanks again to tanner for coming on with us if you got music you want to be have heard on our show and you have an internet presence as far as being able to find an album or something on itunes or whatnot hit us up hit Glad us play.
2: up send us music thank you to all the people who have sent us music so far we have not overlooked you or anything like that it's just a uh,
1: trust me we're getting to you yep and we'll get to you next show bye bye <laughs>